We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by the College Corner. I'm your host, Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me here today as well. You can now see him there. There's Zach. We'll be with you for the next, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, somewhere in that range. Uh, talking about recruiting. Ole Miss, a recent uh, spate of commitments over the last, I don't know, 10 days or so. Don't hold me to days these days. It's It's been a busy summer, and I've lost complete track of time. But recently, a, a spate of commitments, and then uh, Zach put out the uh, Barry Big Board earlier today, so we'll discuss that as well. It's available at rebelgrove.com, which is part of the Rivals Network, where prices have not changed since the James Madison administration. So uh, you can, even James Madison, James Monroe, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. The price stays the same. No matter what. The price of milk goes up. The price of gas goes up. The price of cars goes up. Not the price of a rebelgrove.com subscription. So you can subscribe. You can read all of Zach's commentary on the Barry Big Board, which is good. Uh, It provides a lot of context for the names that are on that board. And then you can participate in the always enlightening, never argumentative, never, uh, never, never fiery, just always nice, always kind, always congenial conversation at rebelgrove.com. You can become part of that community for the low, low, low price of, if you subscribe for a year, it's less than $8.50 a month. Eight fifty. You can barely get two gallons of gas for eight fifty, but you can get a monthly subscription, a annual subscription. That's your price per month at rebelgrove.com. And everyone there will treat you nicely. They'll say hello, check on you, and uh, you'll feel like a part of a like a Brady Bunch kind of family where everyone loves one another. It's like Cheers. It is. It's a lot like Cheers. It's a lot like Cheers, but it's more like the Brady Bunch where, like when Alice and Sam broke up, everybody cared. They took care of Alice because she was really down in the dumps. And so the kids did the cooking and the cleaning, gave Alice some time to recover. And then they helped get them back together again. And that'll happen for you at rebelgrove.com. Uh, I also want to tell you about uh, – about yeah, they'll ask for pics of your wife. It's it's all good at rebelgrove.com. Uh the college corner is your one stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The college corner is next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you are tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. And uh, Corey will give you a quote. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. And then within 15 minutes in business hours, he's going to send you a quote right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You're going to get a quote that you can use moving forward. 
Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Zachary, how are you, sir? Neil, I'm doing well. I'm down here uh, in the uh, the new office. Uh, for those that are tuning in on the live stream, it probably looks like I'm in like a dungeon of some sort. But uh, I it's like nice it. down here. No, I like it. I like it. I don't. See yeah. the, I don't see the dog on the bed anymore. Um, yeah, I like. They're it. just down here on the floor. Yeah, I like um, the background. It's kind of. It is kind of dungeony, but in a in a yeah. in a modern architecture sort of way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I got a, ordered a rug to help with the acoustics in here. Uh, just got to hang up some some pictures. But I uh, got the got the Open Championship on over here, keeping track with everyone on uh, day one of the tournament. But it's good. So um, yeah, we could we could jump right into it. So yeah. So let's it was uh, let's talk about all the look. commitments that happened over the weekend because mm-hmm. you and I both on it kind of felt like on on. Um, Sunday we were like tag team wrestling partners. We were we were pumping out recruiting content. You had analysis ready. I, I got both guys on the phone. Seems like somebody committed on was it two guys on Saturday and then there were some people before that and seems like stuff happened when I was on vacation and with, with Carson there was like stuff breaking yeah. pretty much routinely. Yeah. Yeah, everyone waited until we were both on vacation. Um That's how that worked. And then uh Yeah. Uh Jacarius Clayton was on Friday. Um I was down on the down on 30A, I was go to dinner at Old Florida Fish House, which, you know, no free ads, but if you haven't been there, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, just kind of had one of those nights there where I was like, I'm going to put my phone uh, in my wife's purse and I'm not going to look at it. And I'm going to I'm gonna be present at dinner and interact with people. And uh, we, we hop in the car to go back to the house and my phone's just exploded. And so, uh, which it wasn't unexpected. I, everybody knew that Clayton was committing to Ole Miss, but that was Friday. Then Preston Cushman on Saturday. And then on Sunday when I was driving back, um, going through the, the ever, you know, talking about being present, the ever present traffic around Birmingham on the way back to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, Jeremiah Dillon and then uh, Timmy Gagafian. Uh, I hope I'm saying that last name right. I think I, think, I got it. I think that's right. It's definitely um, Timmy. Because I talked to Timmy. <laughs> Definitely Timmy. Uh, so they both commit on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ever since, you know, that Larry Simmons and Marquez Dorch were the only two guys in the class for most of the year. And then the end of June hits, you had Reginald Hughes, the linebacker out of Northeast Community College, Taylor Groves the day after him, and then uh, Kyron Heath, the tight end out of Texas, a couple of days later. And then once July hit, you had Xavier Harris, then Clayton, Cushman, Dylan, and then Gagafian. So um, it's almost to- like, I mean, and, and it's almost like when we kept telling people that, hey, these kids haven't been able to go anywhere for a year and a half. They're going to take a few visits. They're going to look around, and then things will happen from there. Chill. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. almost like we were telling the truth. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's, what you, it's what you pay for at Rebel Grove. Uh, just <laughs> tell everybody to calm down. But yeah, I mean, it well, was, they didn't. Um, but they didn't get to go anywhere, and so it made sense that they're like, "I've waited this long. I'm, you're you're going to open it up now on June the first. I think I'm going to go visit a few schools. I'm going to talk to some of these people in person that I've been talking to on my FaceTime for the last <laughs> year. I'm going to do some of that. I'm going to get a feel for some of these places, and I kind of think I know what I'm going to do. But I would like to sort mm-hmm. of see it first, which makes some sense. And then that's what happened. I mean, that's 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 it. Yeah, and I think something that 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 Ole Miss fans can, can look at and, and feel good about is that for the most part, the newest commits are all new staff member targets. Mm-hmm. You had Kyron Heath, who was a camp offer, John David Baker, the new tight ends coach. Then you had Xavier Harris and Jacarius Clayton, both defensive linemen, Randall Joyner, um, really doing a great job on the recruiting trail right now. He's got a ton of targets that are out there on the big board that, that you can see at rebelgrove.com that he's going after. And then, Preston Cushman and, and Timmy, both uh, Jake Thornton. Um, every recruit that I talk to that is an offensive lineman raves about him as a recruiter. Um, you know, they, they may not get every single target, but every single one that I've talked to, and I'm sure that that Timmy mentioned it to you. I mean, they they really like him. He's young. He's got a lot of energy, and that's the same with Joiner and the rest of the staff. They're all young, and I think that that kids gravitate towards that type of energy on a staff. I'll tell you this. I told you this. I've done this for a long time, longer than I care to admit. And 
I've talked to a lot of kids who just committed to wherever. Mm-hmm. And uh, frequently the conversations are so predictable that I, I, I could almost write the story without um, yeah. without talking to the kid. I would never do that because that would be unethical as hell. But, but it's disingenuous, I, Neil. It would be disingenuous, but I – but I could I could predict quotes and get really close. Typically, uh, Timmy say his name again. Gagafian. Gagafian, yeah, yeah, was easily one of the best five high school kid quotes that I've ever encountered. The kid was fantastic. So I I, I hit him up and uh, through. Twitter DMs and he's like, yeah, yeah, we can talk. That'd be great. And and I said, give me a number. And he goes, well, I, I don't have one. I don't have my phone. And I thought, well, here we go. Here we go. We're never going to talk. And he goes, but I got my coaches. Let me, let me FaceTime audio you. And I'm like, okay. So I threw my number and then boom, there's the call. And I answered and he goes, Hey, it's Timmy. And I was like, Hey man, what's up? And we start talking and Timmy's great. He's a great quote. I'm like, I, I could have kept him another 15 minutes, but I had stuff to do and there was no point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. And he, uh, big kid, energetic kid. I said, so what are you, you know, what's your weight? He goes, I'm like 290 right now. I want to get to 310. And I said, well, the season starts in a month. How are you going to get to 310? He goes, oh, that won't be a problem. And I'm like, well, oh. well. I mean, it wouldn't, that. It, it wouldn't be a problem for me to gain 20 pounds either, but <laughs> y- yeah. Um, yeah. And so he's like, yeah, I want to, and then he goes, and I always love this. This is the fun part, but it also is the, is the, it's the reality. Um, he says, I want to get to three twenty and stay there for when I go to the league. And by the way, when he says the league, he doesn't mean the sec. He means the NFL, that league. Um, okay. I meant the NBA. Hashtag this league. <laughs> so he, when he goes to the league, and and um, that's that's that confidence that you want. But but he's uh, yeah yeah he's. And so when you cr- recruit kids like that, you have to understand that you're recruiting kids that that hey I'm going to play in the league. And you, you, if you tell them well you know hey look slow your roll in the league, you're not getting the kid. So um, it's it's pretty interesting. But he's a big kid, and he's he's already kind of becoming a recruiter for them. And uh, the Cushman kid is a big kid. The one thing that sticks out to me, and I don't follow the recruiting as closely as Zach in large part because Zach follows it closely. The one thing that does stick out, Zach, and tell me whether I'm 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 wrong, and I'm basing this on a fairly small sample size, but it certainly appears that they are um, they're paying attention to the uh, height, weight, uh, speed ratios at certain positions that. It's the one thing that there's no doubt Lane Kiffin figured out at Alabama. No question. And I think if you ask Lane this, he'd tell you. At Alabama, they – and there's an exception here and there if on the Crimson Tide roster. But if you look at it, it's very clear that they have a sliding scale, if you will. To be a successful edge rusher in the SEC, you have to be X tall, X fast, X weight across the board and do that at every position. And they're pretty religious in in their adherence to that standard. And I think yeah. you see that starting to happen at Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I, I was going to mention, you know, one of my favorite bits on the uh, Oxford Exxon podcast is the uh, we're all built the same. Yes. And uh, and I was going to ask you, do you remember when you were 6'7", 290 in high school? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but but no, I mean you're right. I mean you look at the two defensive linemen that they committed, Xavier Harris and Jacarius Clayton, six six three thirty eight, six six two seventy five. That's that's if you're drawing up a defensive lineman in the SEC Power Five football, that's what they look like. Um, you know, of course you have your anomalies that happen every so often. Isaac Gross was just a freak athlete who played at like two forty five, two fifty, but was just damn good. You got guys like Mike Hilton that just kind of. They, they just have that it, but you can't always recruit those guys. You got to get the six, seven, two ninety Timmy's. You got to get the six, five, two eighty one Preston Cushman's, um, Kyron Heath. I think even though he's just a 5.5, three star, he was a camp offer. I think that's a big thing you got to pay attention to. He came in person, worked out. They were like, okay, offer. And then he committed shortly after he's six, four, two thirty four. He can do a lot of things. 
He runs routes like a receiver, but he's pretty nasty in run blocking. He can do a lot of things in space that they did a year ago with um, Kenny Oboa and a couple years ago, Ole Miss fans know Evan Ingram was kind of that hybrid type guy. That's what you need. I mean, Taylor Groves, a guy that was a receiver, they're recruiting him as a defensive back. He's 6'3", 185. You can do a lot with that. He's long. He can play safety. He can play corner. I, you know, I've mentioned the Miles Battle comparison. I think that that's something that they probably mentioned to him. Like, hey, this guy was a receiver. Now he's starting for us in the SEC because he's long and athletic. He can, you know, go get the football. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to build not just – we talk about it all the time. Not just depth. They're building quality depth. It's guys that can go on the field and play and not just not just get out there and run around, but guys that can contribute immediately. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, this is where the, the one-time transfer portal, the one-time no-penalty transfer portal kicks in. You're going to see more coaches say, boy, we're going to be really careful about taking too many projects. Now, an offensive lineman, sometimes you have to take a couple of projects. It's going to take a year or two to get those guys into, you know, maybe into SEC shape, into SEC strength, whatnot. But they're going to be really reluctant with DBs, receivers, that kind of thing on, on, hey, we project this guy as, when they're going to think to themselves, why would we do that? We can wait and we can fill voids with, the guy that just tore up the Mac or tore up the Sun Belt or whatever. Uh, so that's that's where that gets interesting. So, yeah, with, with skill guys, they brought them to camp. It's a great point that you make. They brought guys to camp. They put them through specific workouts where they could look at what they wanted to see. Then they could put them on a laser. They know what they run. Um, they know exactly how big they are. They, they weighed them themselves. They measured them themselves. They got arm length and stuff themselves. You can do that in camp. That's stuff that you couldn't do a year ago in the COVID thing. I mean, you just you took more, more stabs. It's re- recruiting, which has always been pretty cutthroat, I mean, more, rec- more cutthroat now than, than it was ever before because you're going to have far more information and, and the, the ability to go recruit other people's players is, is going to, uh, to kick in as well. Um, all right, we're going to switch to your talk about your big board in a minute because they, the, today's the 15th, two weeks from tomorrow. They're calling it the cookout. I don't know whether it's actually a cookout or not. It doesn't matter, but that's what they're calling it. It's essentially a really big recruiting day. We'll talk about some of the guys who are going to be there. We're also going to talk about Zach's big board, which again is up at rebelgrove.com. But before we do that, I want to uh, tell you about some of the people that make this uh, podcast possible. We're brought to you by Daniel Barfield, Barfield Wealth Management. Founded in 2000, Daniel Barfield's been serving individuals and businesses in the Oxford and North Mississippi area for more than 20 years. Uh, Daniel carries both CFP and CPA designations. He's affiliated with the Advisors Resource Council, a registered investment advisory, advisory firm with offices in Oxford, New Orleans, Dallas, and the surrounding area. Uh, He and his staff offer comprehensive financial planning, including investment management, estate and tax planning, insurance planning, and business retirement plans. You can reach him at 662-236-6454 or at barfieldwealthmanagement.com to learn how he can help you. We're also brought to you by Billy's Small Batch Bacon. My uh, old pal, William Stitt, has mastered, and I do mean mastered, the art of bacon. Billy has spent more than three decades in the restaurant and hospitality business. Bacon, though, is his passion. He uses bacon selected from the finest hogs, hand-turned every two hours in small batches, rubbed with nitrate-free pink curing salt and brown sugar molasses. It is absolutely fantastic. You can try it at his restaurant and grocery in Fairhope, Alabama. It's the Old 27 Grill. Or you can get it online, billysbacon.com. That's B-I-L-L-E-S, bacon. Dot com and try it today. Order five pounds or more. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout and you'll get a Billy's Bacon hat as well. We are also uh, brought to you by, um, sorry about that, Muddy Water Camo, MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. We'll be bringing you some more information from Muddy Waters about um, their some of their fall stuff, but they have a lot of their uh, 
a lot of the hot weather gear out there right now for fishing and that kind of thing that's out there right now. It won't be long till you're going to be in need of the heated jackets and other things for getting out for uh, duck hunting and that kind of thing, late fall, early winter. So go check them out, muddywateroutdoors.com. It's not, not, not too early to start thinking about uh, some of those uh, items that are there, the, the uh, tri-zone heated jacket or vest. Those are absolutely fantastic. You'll love them once the uh, the winter rolls around, so you can start thinking about those now. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Herring Gear Chevrolet. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. You can choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles as well. So give Joey a call or a text on his cell, 662-571-2367. Tell him what you're looking for or stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting. Make sure you tell him that you heard about this on the Oxford Exxon Podcast or on this podcast, the Soft Verbal Podcast, and you'll get a $50 gas card with your purchase. Uh, where do you want to start on the hot board, uh, Zach? Well, um, <clears throat> I actually fully expected somebody to uh, ask where Arch is, um, but this is 2022. It's not 2023. Um, we can just start at the top. Um, the big name that... Where that is Arch? The way. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, yeah, the, the, the one that leads the way here, Luther Burden, uh, wide receiver out of East St. Louis. Um, I mentioned in there that Lane Kiffin is personally recruiting him. Uh, he did make it in town for an unofficial visit. And this is just kind of one of those, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, I, I basically said it, you know, stay in it as long as you can. Um, Oklahoma obviously has a ton to offer. Um, they have a pretty solid wide receiver lineage there of their own. Um, but he made his way to campus. Unofficially visiting is big because for those that aren't privy to how, you know, what's the difference between unofficial and official, Unofficial, you pay your way. You, you get there on your own. And and still, I mean, committed to Oklahoma last year in October. So he's been a long time sooner commit. But getting him down in Oxford was, was huge. And a lot of these guys that I kind of alluded to in the big board is, and I mentioned it in the intro, is Ole Miss, you know, needs to play some games. They have some success on the field that's just going to do even more for the momentum that they've already created. I mean, they jumped nearly 40 spots in the team rankings in the month of July. Um, you know, working down the list here, I, I still think Kamari Rogers is is still in play. I I think a lot of people were shocked that he committed to Miami that quickly. Um, most of the national rivals analysts that I spoke with agreed with me and thought that Ole Miss was kind of in the lead and, and they were kind of set up for uh, him to eventually commit. But, you know, all credit to Travars Robinson, the DB coach at, at Miami. He's done a nice job recruiting him. And Miami's just kind of that hot name right now. They're, uh, they're doing extremely well. Um, they are, let's see, I figured they're in the top 10. But um, look, I mean, Manny Diaz has, has got some momentum. They, uh, they had a pretty good year last year, and, and they're recruiting well. Um, Quincy Wiggins is a guy that's undecided. He's probably going to be a signing day guy. Um, he's from Baton Rouge, so LSU is obviously involved, but he's got a ton of suitors. Um, came to Oxford. Randall Joyner made a, a big impression on him. Um, finally getting to meet him in person. No more Zooms, no more FaceTimes, no more text. It was in person. Um, if he makes a return trip for, for an official visit, I think that that could go a long way in trying to secure him. And he's probably one of those big-time Rivals 100 guys that wants to see what the product on the field looks like. Can almost do it again. They had a good good year last year, um, but can they get to that next tier in the SEC? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you here uh, about Jaheim Otis because I think you've got some some sourcing there as well. Um, another guy that kind of out of nowhere committed to Alabama uh, earlier this year in April. I, well, okay, Alabama is, is going to get whoever they want whenever they want, and – I still think that Randall Joyner, Marquise Watson, Chris Partridge, and um, I think Terrell Buckley is involved here as well, being familiar with that area of the state. I still think Ole Miss has got a shot. I still think they're in it. I don't think this recruitment is anywhere close to being done. No, I agree with that completely. Look, 
Alabama does this a little bit, and it works for them. This is going to come across as a criticism, and I don't mean it as one. They they know what they're doing, obviously. It's kind of worked over yeah. the last 12 yeah. years or so. Um, but they tell guys like him early in the process, hey, we love you and we want you, but if you're going to come here, you need to go ahead and, and reserve your spot because mm-hmm. we're going to keep recruiting above you. Uh, you're not make or break for us. We're not we're not going to put everything on on hold for you over the course of the year. We're going to go sign the other you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that works. I mean, wouldn't that work with you? I mean, you're you know you're yeah. a, you're a high school kid, and I know he's a big deal, and and Jaheim's been a big deal for a while, but he's not Nick Saban big deal. And so you're in the room with Nick Saban and and all these guys, and they tell you that, and you pull the trigger on it. And then for a little while, you're pretty set. And I think there are some family members of his that are are very big Alabama fans and all of that stuff. And make no mistake, I'm not saying Alabama's not going to get him because I think if you're betting today, you, you should absolutely bet on Alabama. But if you told me that Ole Miss had a good season, that they looked at more improved on defense, and that he came over for a couple of games and liked the vibe and bought into the being a big name on campus, which he absolutely would be, and began to kind of get conflicted in his mind and ended up at Ole Miss, I'd buy it completely. I agree with what you said a minute ago. This is a big – and people hear this and they think it means, okay, it means you got to win nine or ten games. And look, that would be nice for Ole Miss. But it's not that. It's – it's a feeling that you've got to produce. And I don't know how to describe it other than I can remember in – I'll keep it on Ole Miss terms. But I can remember there was a point at Auburn when I was covering Tommy Tuberville and those guys very early in Tuberville's tenure at Auburn where you could feel recruiting momentum around their program even though they weren't winning yet. They were winning, but they weren't winning big. Mm-hmm. Yet they started landing the Carnell Williams, Ronnie Brown uh, kind of people. Mm-hmm. You could sense Jason Campbell. You could tell, here they go. They're, this program is upward <clears throat> on an upward path, pretty steep. And you could, in 2012 at Ole Miss, I think what Ole Miss goes, six and Seven and six by the time it was over when they won the Birmingham Bowl or the Compass Bowl or whatever it was called at the time. They beat mm-hmm. Pittsburgh at Legion Field. But they went six and six in the regular season. Um, you know, they, they weren't, I think, three and five. They were three and five in the SEC, if I'm correct. I mean, they weren't just blowing the world up, you know, in, in the league. Yet there was a sense around that program that was, it was absolutely palpable that there was, they were on a path. No question right. about it. You could sense it. And this is year two, but it's year one with him being able to bring recruits there and the stands and the stuff and the Grove and all that. So I think what's critical for Ole Miss this year is that they're able to produce a um, a feeling that, oh boy, they're making a move. They're coming. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're closing the gap. Their, their time's coming. And if I were there, like in, in Jaheim Otis's case and some of the other guys you've mentioned, um, if I were there, they would have won that game today. Or right. if I were there, they wouldn't that 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 play that beat them, they wouldn't have made that play. I mean, I'll never forget Robert Kimdichie. Robert Kimdichie saying after I think Ole Miss had lost to Texas A and M, one of the Johnny Manziel games, and Denzel was in the locker room sobbing, and Robert told some people that was the turning point. That was the day that he really decided. No, I'm coming here. I'm going. To, I'm going to Ole Miss because had I been on that field, uh, Manziel wouldn't have had time to make that play. We'd have, they'd have won, and my brother would yeah. be celebrating right now instead of, you know. And, and so it's that kind of thing. But look, winning's important. I mean, look, they can't they can't go roll a five and seven and and say, hey, hey, we got lots of momentum. No, you got to go win games. But mm-hmm. you know, if if you told me that Ole Miss went eight and four. Or seven and five, even, and came out of it with recruiting momentum. I'd still, I'd, I'd still completely buy it. Does that make sense? I know I'm rambling on, but people, yeah, have a, yeah. people have a tendency to hear, "Oh, this is a critical year," 
And then when they lose a game, go, oh, my God, that's going to cost these players. And that's not how it works. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, okay, you told me, now show me type deal. Yeah. And and look, I'll, I'll say this, you know, talking about Otis, and I mentioned Quincy Wiggins, um, we talk all the time about quarterbacks having coattails, and it's a ripple effect offensively for, you know, offensive linemen, receivers, running backs. Defensively, it's the same thing. In Otis's case, he, he might take a look at Ole Miss's commitment list right now. Okay, I see Xavier Harris. I see Jacarius Clayton, two big-time defensive linemen that I could go line up next to. That, that, that's only going to help him. It's not like, hey, man, like we need you to anchor this defensive line, and then we'll just try to piece some guys around you to help. No, I mean, these are two bona fide four-stars that you'll be next to, and then that ripple effect goes to the next level to linebackers. Okay, they got some dudes up front, so I'm not going to be shielding one and two blockers while I'm trying to make tackles. I'm going to be able to run free because we got these big guys in front of me that are going to you know, take on double teams and sometimes triple teams. So that's kind of what you're going for here is, and that's kind of, I think it's the point of doing like this big cookout they're doing. They're going to try to get all these highly ready guys around each other. It's what everybody does. You know, Michigan had a big thing last year. Ohio State did a big thing. They get all these guys together and you just get them all talking like, hey man, what if we, what if we all came here together? Like think about what we could do. I mean, that's the point of doing these things. And you, you mentioned, you know, Alabama knows exactly what they're doing with how, you know, hey, you better get in now or your spot's going to be taken because we're going to recruit above you no matter what. Um, so, and you, you mentioned Nick Saban, Alabama know what they're doing. I'll tell you uh, about a couple other people that know what they're doing. Uh, podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, the uh, now open indoor outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space in Oxford on South Lamar, 10,000 square feet of indoor space, three quarters of an acre of outdoor space. You got parking on site. It's pet friendly Got a full stage, indoor, outdoor projectors, Three bars and a children's playground. I've talked to several recruits that have been there. They say the food is great. They love the atmosphere. The weather is fantastic right now. It's just the quintessential summer hangout spot for those those long nights where uh, you know sun doesn't go down until seven thirty eight o'clock. Um, go there, try their open fire barbecue, their wings, everything there. Check more out at lamaryard.com. Also brought to you by Kelly English Restaurant Group. The uh, Memphis restauranteer uh, and renowned chef. Uh, they now offer nationwide shipping, and uh, they're still doing virtual cooking classes. Uh, cooking with Kelly, you can uh, use promo code SoftVerbal21 and get half off your first month of cooking with Kelly. That's SoftVerbal, all caps, 21 for half off your first month of cooking. And then uh, if you want to check out their nationwide shipping, it's at irisetc.com. Podcast also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Go over there, go see uh, Cody Allen and the rest of the team. Challenge, uh, I should say, take on the challenge of their wide, plush Zoiza fairways and their large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens, driving range, and a chipping green to uh, tighten up your game for any of these uh, summer scrambles that you're playing in. Um, Book a tee time at uh, olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. Also brought to you by Protection Unlimited, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis and North Mississippi area for 40 plus years, and they'd love to get your business and or family protected today. Cutting edge security for your home or business, uh, video surveillance options, and monitoring 24-7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510. All right, you know, as we kind of move down the board here, a um, couple running back targets here that I think uh, Ole Miss has pretty much honed in on for what they want at that position. George Petaway, uh, the running back out of uh, Virginia. Um, I, I mentioned it here. It's just kind of one of those wait and see. Um, tons of Power 5 programs are after him, but Kevin Smith has uh, really honed his search in on him. Uh, if they get him in town for the cookout at the end of the month, I think that that's going to go a long way. Uh, and then right next to him, I think probably 1A, 1B, um, I don't know what order they're in. They're probably both 1A. Uh, Le'Veon Moss, the Alabama commit out of Baton Rouge, uh, came in town, unofficially visited with his mother and his brother, um, really liked Kevin Smith. They really liked the feel of Oxford. Um, I think that that's, that's something that resonates, too, with these recruits is they get to not only come to Oxford, but they get to get the tour. They get to see the town. 
Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of recruits that I've talked to in this cycle um, really like how everything transitions on campus where you've got your, your weight room, your locker room, everything is right next to the practice field and you're right next to the stadium. I, I've heard that more and more where they like that setup. And, you know, there's been a lot of grumbling and, and you know, a lot of jokes about the IPF being so behind the times. Um, they have, you know, announced they're doing some additions, they're doing some upgrades. But again, I, I think that that's big. And, and Le'Veon Moss and his, and his mother mentioned that. Said so they liked how close everything was. You can get to campus, you can get to the academic center. It's all right there around the football facility. And that's something that uh, recruits have mentioned. I think Ole Miss is in it for Le'Veon Moss. I think it's going to be Alabama or Ole Miss. I, I, LSU is always going to linger because he's from Baton Rouge, but I honestly think it's he's either going to stick with Bama or uh, Kevin Smith and Ole Miss could possibly pull off a shocker and get him. They, they love his game and, and love what, what he does on the football field. Um, a couple other early commit guys here, Travion Williams, the defensive end out of Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Um, another guy that kind of threw everybody off when he committed to Florida State while he was on his official visit there. I don't think this is over whatsoever. I don't, I'll go further. I don't think that's going to stick. I don't either. I don't think he's going to Florida State. It'll either. be Ole Miss or Mississippi State, in my opinion. That's what I think, too. I'm, um, I'm, I'm actually, actually kind of confident on that one. Yeah, um, in in this uh, series of you gotta love recruiting, uh, Jared Willis committed to Georgia Tech, but then still said he's going to take an official visit to Ole Miss. Gotta love it. Um, it's from Lee County. It's a familiar high school for this staff. Familiar high school for this roster. It's where Otis Reese went. It's where Mark Robinson went. Um, they love him. I think that Chris Partridge is is going to do everything in his power to get him into this uh, in this signee class. Um, I fully expect him to take an official visit to Ole Miss, and and I would probably go as far to say that I don't think the Georgia Tech commit sticks either. What about quarterbacks? I know there's going to be a lot of attention about Arch Manning on on the 30th coming up. Like you mentioned, uh, all jokes aside, Arch still has half of his high school career left, so there's still some time. But they do want to add a quarterback in this 2022 class, and that won't be Arch Manning because he's not signing with anybody in the 2022 class. What do you Mm – what do you what do you think is going to happen there? Well, I was, you know, next on the list here, it's Justin Martin, quarterback out of Inglewood, California. I think that that's their guy. I think that it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be Justin Martin, or uh, they might dabble in the in the transfer portal. Um, and look, maybe, maybe they don't. I have no idea. I haven't talked to Lane or Jeff Levy. Um, there's always a chance that hey, look, they they get in fall camp and they really like what they see out of Luke Altmyer or Kincaid Dent. Um, you know, people kind of forget that, that Altmaier, you know, is, you know, on campus. Yeah. I think even if, I mean, let's just say that in a scenario that Luke Altmaier and Kincaid Dent are just phenomenal all season long, you still want to add a quarterback every year. Mm-hmm. That's just what good programs yeah. do. You, you don't get in that boat where suddenly you look up at the single most important position on the field and you don't have a player every year they they're going to add a quarterback to this class i mean i i can't imagine because lane kiffin at alabama did that every year they Mm -hmm. alabama always adds a quarterback yet you're going to lose quarterbacks in the in the portal guys are going to leave whatever i get it it's part of the deal now but you still want to get them into your place you you want you want Mm -hmm. to have a stable of people at that position so i mean you know and that's in a scenario where dent and and altmeyer look phenomenal I mean, I think it's possible that you know, let's let's say they don't look phenomenal. That that you know that you have to get into the the transfer portal with the quarterback this year. But even then, I still think you're wanting to bring in a high school guy every year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that, you know you want to add you know guys at every position every single cycle. Quarterback is is no exception. I mean, you talk about Kiffin doing it at Bama. I mean, sometimes they bring in more than one, and it was just kind of you know all right. We're going to figure out who wants to stay and who's going to transfer. Um, you know, this is kind of one of those where Justin Martin, who's committed to Cal, he's been committed to Cal since January, um, came in town for an unofficial visit, hung out with Matt Corral a ton. They, they talked a lot about, you know, being a California kid coming to Oxford. Um, you know, he was one of the guys, him and his, him and his father went to, went to uh, Lamar Yard and they talked about how awesome it was. And they, they loved the town. They loved the people. He, he talked so much about how everybody was just, so great. Everybody's so nice. Um, 
but it's one of those where he's committed to Cal and, you know, you don't want to push too hard for a flip because you don't want to rub a kid the wrong way or think that you're trying to force his hand. But I think he's their number one target right now. Um, I don't really think there's anybody else close to him in terms of who they're going for at that position. But again, if it gets to that point where we're starting to get into September, October, and he seems to be pretty, pretty set and, and going to Berkeley, then they'll start to reach out to other targets or, uh, you know, maybe look to the portal. Um, yeah. Lane's, Lane's been pretty consistent about this. He, they, they, yeah. they don't press for early commitments. Uh, they let commitments come when they come. Uh, because if you press for them and you see this with some of these schools that we've referred to some guys that committed under pressure and they're going to decommit, they're going to go other places mm-hmm. when you press for commitments and they don't sort of come somewhat organically, especially early in the process, you're creating a scenario where you lose guys, um, you know, late in the year, like you get to November, late November, early December, and, and it's early signing periods, three weeks away. You can start pressuring a little bit then because you can say, Hey, look, you're the guy we want, but if you're not coming, we got to go get this guy. Cause we like him too. We're not taking both of you kind of need an answer here in the next 48 hours. And that's where the pressure comes in. Because if that kid still can't pull the trigger, well, now you got to start at least thinking to yourself, Hey, he's not coming. He just doesn't want to tell us. No, he's wanting us to break up with him, but he's mm-hmm. not coming at the end of the day. He's not going to say yes. So we got to move on. You can't really like your, to your point. You can't really do that in June, not 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 particularly mm-hmm. effectively. Um, you can at Alabama to a degree, but they'll lose a couple of guys. They'll have a couple of guys that that kind of move on because that's how that works. But yeah, your Lane's always said that they'll they're not worried about kids committing elsewhere. That they're, they're going to flip guys. And I mean, I guess it was last season they you know went crazy with the flip emojis and stuff the gifs or whatnot. And I'm sure they'll do that again this time as well. But I, you know, there's, there's a certain pattern to some of the recruiting stuff that you see and I, you can already see some of it kind of unfolding. Uh, working down the list here, we're not going to hit every single name because you can go on rebelgrove.com and, and see the full list. But I wanted to get to a couple four stars here that I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot for, or, or leads for, um, We've got a couple defensive guys and then an offensive lineman here. Abdul Carter out of LaSalle High School in Philadelphia. I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot there with him. Chris Partridge and Marquise Watson are both recruiting him. Um, been to campus already. I think that they're pushing for him to, to come for this cookout at the end of the month. And then if not, getting him in for an official visit. Um, Michigan and Maryland are both involved here. But I think just that Northeast connection that that Chris Partridge and Marquise Watson have I think a lot of high school coaches trust them and I think a lot of prospects are really starting to get the sense that okay we can you know we we know these guys they're from our you know they're from our neighborhood they're from our state they're from our area we can trust that we're going to go far from home but we're going to feel comfortable while we're there I think Ole Miss is in a really good spot for Abdul Carter I think the staff he's probably up there at the top of their board for guys that they want 6'3", 230, outside linebacker, could probably move inside just because of the size and the length. Um, and then going de- going back down to defensive line, Horace Lockett, I think uh, Ole Miss is in a really good spot here. Um, kind of hinted at you know making a decision sometime soon. I don't have a specific date. Um, but, I mean, this is huge. It's a guy from Atlanta that has a Georgia offer, and Ole Miss is sitting in a good spot. Um, was a high school teammate of DeMarco Williams, a 2021 signee, so they have a connection there. And uh, Chris Partridge, you know, he's got the connections up in the Northeast, but he recruits Georgia just about as good as anybody. Um, I think that they're in a really good spot for him. And then, you know, an in-state guy that I think a lot of people thought Mississippi State had really, you know, kind of taken the lead and, you know, was kind of running away with it. But Bryson Hurst, the big offensive lineman out of Gaucher, um, Man, you want you want to talk about you know we're all built the same here. Six six three twenty. He tweeted a picture of he was literally holding up two of his teammates in a photo shoot. Um, it just humongous kid. Um, I think Ole Miss has surged ahead. He he met Jake Thornton in person when he came to Oxford, and I think that they have taken the lead. I, I feel comfortable saying that they've taken the lead now over Mississippi State. I um, 
he's kind of hinted at doing some kind of announcement in August. Um, I think Ole Miss is in a good spot for him. Um, if you want to talk about being in a good spot, um, if you need to be in a good spot, you know, financially, um, look no further than Bluff City Advisory Group, another proud sponsor of the Soft Verbal. Um, Memphis is a leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, are going to make it their goal to help you with the ongoing demands of your financial needs. You can find out more about Bluff City Advisory Group at bluffcityadvisory.com. If you're wanting to uh, be in a good spot in the uh, real estate market, um, the Barry Home Team has you covered. Whether you're talking escrow, special stipulations, waive the right to appraise, pre-approval versus pre-qualification, all of those big-time buzzwords and things that you may have no idea what they mean, uh, Rick and Stacy Barry can uh, get you on the right path and uh, get you ready if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Call them at 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421 or check them out at theberryhometeam.com. After you do that, you can give a call to uh, Saddle Creek Title, the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team, they're more than just a real estate closing firm. They're dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Check them out at saddlecreektitle.com or call them at 901-753-1600. Name that I mentioned the other day on the board uh, that I think is starting to kind of narrow his recruiting down a little bit, Antonio Williams, the wide receiver out of South Carolina. I think it's going to be the Gamecocks or the Rebels here. Um, His stepfather is Murphy Holloway, obviously played basketball at Ole Miss. His mother is from Oxford. So they're very familiar with Oxford and the SEC and, and everything that Ole Miss has to offer. Um, but Shane Beamer and, and that new staff up in Columbia have done a nice job. They're they're really work, working him hard. I think he's going to have a tough decision. Is he going to want to stay in state and play for the Gamecocks, or is he going to want to maybe go down to Oxford and kind of follow in his stepfather's footsteps? Um, I mentioned in the post that Clemson's always lurking. They're an elite program. They haven't offered yet because they are as selective as it gets in recruiting. But uh, if they were to extend an offer, I think that that would change some things. Um, I'll say this. This was interesting, and I I put it in the post, and I don't know if you saw it. Um, Quinshawn Judkins, the running back out of Alabama, he kind of, um, I would say, flew under the radar a little bit and came to Oxford again for an unofficial visit. And um, he not only got to meet the entire staff, but I did see that uh, he, or I was told that he also met with Keith Carter, which I thought was kind of, you know, that was pretty unique. You don't hear many athletic directors talking with prospects, but you also don't really know about prospects talking with athletic directors. But I think that shows you kind of where he has Ole Miss and his pecking order. Um, I think Auburn's a team to watch here because he's from Alabama. And then uh, he really likes Notre Dame as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton in the, on the big board. You can pretty much get a feel for, for a lot of these prospects, a um, couple of Florida guys that, that, as I mentioned in the post, they, they don't talk much, but the staff, you know, Kevin Smith is familiar with, with Florida, obviously, from playing at UCF and coaching down there at FAU. Um, a defensive tackle, Daniel Lyons. You've got a defensive tackle in Jordan Phillips. And then a uh, defensive end towards the middle of the list here, uh, Dante Anderson, kind of a weak side defensive end, kind of stand-up linebacker. Um, that they're going after. I'm probably going to have to battle with, you know, a lot of hurricane talk on this big board. Miami is recruiting at a high level. And then obviously Dan Mullen and the Gators are going to be involved with anybody from Florida um, that can play. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we said, a lot of wait and see Um, a lot of prospects. not only want to get on campus and meet people in person, but they want to see what the product on the field looks like. They want to take official visits and they'll get to take those over the course of the season. And then like you mentioned, late November, early December, we'll get that two, three weeks of kind of controlled chaos right before the Mm -hmm. the early signing period. So there's there's going to be a lot of this that, that continues uh, unresolved until mid-December, frankly. So uh, a lot of ebbs and flows. I got about one minute left because you got to get out. Um, yeah. people will lose their minds if we don't broach the topic. Arch Manning coming on um, 
July the 30th. At least that's the plan as of now. He'll be there at least for part of the, the day. I don't know what the exact plan is, but do you put any significance into that at all? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, a lot, there were a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of grumbling when the, you know, the summer visit list came out, Ole Miss wasn't on it. And look, you can't read too much into that because he's been to Oxford, I would say hundreds of times. He's been going to Oxford his entire life. We well, basically spent he's last been, summer in Oxford during the pandemic. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, he knows what he's, what he's getting in the campus, in the town. I think this trip is going to be more of meeting Lane Kiffin, meeting Jeff Levy, talking about the offense. What's their plan for him? You know, what are they presenting to him that is possibly different or more unique than what Texas is doing, what Clemson is doing, what Alabama is doing? And I, I definitely think that there's some stock to put into it because not only is he coming in town to meet them, but he's coming in town to be around other recruits that are going to be there. They're going to talk, you know. Hey, I know that you've still got, you know, two more years of high school, but, you know, what do you think about all this? I mean, I would venture to say that every recruit that's going to be in town knows who Arch Manning is. Sure. Um, so I think that that's huge to, to not only get him in town around other recruits that are thinking about going to Ole Miss, but it's huge because he's just going to get to meet the staff, get a feel for what they want to do with him, you know, in their offense, because this is kind of where you are if you're Ole Miss. You have to be able to separate and differentiate yourself from the Alabamas, from the Clemsons, from the Texases, because I think that that's – if you maybe pick a top four, that's probably it right there. All right, we'll stop there. I don't know what exactly what the schedule is for next week because I'm going to be in Birmingham for SEC Media Days for most of the week, and um, I don't know what Zach's plans are either, whether Zach and Chase will get together, whether we'll just reconvene in a couple of weeks. Because in a couple of weeks, it'll be the eve of the cookout. And in fact, that might be the, the best plan of action. Anyway, thanks to everybody for being in the stream. Thanks for making this podcast a part of your day and a part of your week. We certainly appreciate it. And also, don't forget about the College Corner. Two locations in Jackson, collegecornerstore.com. Huge selection of college gear, Ole Miss gear, as you start getting ready for the 2021 football season. For Zach, I'm Neil. Until next time, take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.